When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. While we're back on our regularly scheduled program of doing every Thursday, we've gone on a hiatus nonstop, but that's not important and that's not interesting. My YouTube band's over, so we're back up and I'm already testing the waters. Um, I meant to send it to you. I interviewed Joe Kent for Congress um, in Washington State, uh, former special forces for 10 years and the CIA for nine years. His wife was in the CIA she was killed fighting ISIS in Syria in 2019. He is a widower raising two sons. And um, he says that they're three and five. And he says that he's not comfortable with having to tell them his mother died for this country when they get older because he's disgusted by it. So he's running for Congress. He came on here the other day and I'm trying to get him more exposure. I think he's a badass guy. But that has nothing to do with you. Claire Lopez, how are you doing? Hey, hi, Tommy. I'm I'm good, and, and and really, no, that is a very a very inspiring story, um, and I and I hope things can turn around enough that that he will be able to you know pass on pride in America to his little little children. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, his his first course of and I love it is so like we have to go back and look at the 2020 election. He was like nothing matters moving forward. It doesn't matter what ideas we have. We're gonna crush them in the nothing matters if there is widespread fraud. Furthermore, nothing matters if there wasn't, but half the nation, such as myself, thinks there was. So I think it's a cool point to get on. But a lot of things going on in the world right now. I think two dozen F-22 Raptors sent to the South China Sea. I think part of, I guess, a carrier strike group. Um, A bunch of Marines going to Australia uh, because I guess China is violating, I guess, local treaties or boundaries. And it seems like things are slowly ramping up with China. I haven't really heard a whole lot about Haiti and Cuba lately. What is going on in your world? Well, um, I've been following the same kinds of things regarding China as you have. Um, and China is becoming more aggressive because it senses weakness in the White House. Um, and, the, you know, so it feels like it can get away with whatever it wants to get away with. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, as you mentioned, um, Australia... Um, but together with India, um, Japan, and the United States, um, the, these four, we four, uh, form what's called the Quad. And the Quad is a regional uh, alliance among, among these four countries um, intended to um, confront uh, Chinese Communist Party aggression in, in the region. And uh, you mentioned uh, the violation of... of um, uh, space. What, what we're talking about, especially, is um, exclusive, exclusive economic zones of regional countries in the South China Sea area. Um, but that would include, for example, um, Philippines. Yes, Japan. There's uh, as well uh, an ongoing dispute over the islands that the Japanese call the Senkaku Islands, and the Chinese call the. I'm probably not going to pronounce it right, but the Daoao Islands. Um, but also, you know, things like ramming uh, yeah. South Vietnamese or, or Vietnamese fishing boats um, using the Chinese 
um, you'd have to say militarized merchant marine, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. They're militarized fishing ve- uh, a fleet. Um, and, and, you know, of course, ongoing um, buildup on these artificial islands um, on which the regime has built uh, airstrips and, um, you know, turned into um, military bases throughout the South China Sea. Yeah, it's um, I know I always show this book, but Stealth War by Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, episode mm-hmm. 161 here. He does a whole chapter on that, on the ramming of ships on you ignore you can't you kind of. It's almost you gaslight. You just keep going and going. You ignore their navy as if they do not exist. And then if they confront you, you all of a sudden turn to a belligerent warship. And then there's this whole like, well, if they if they sink your ship, technically it's like international law that like you then have to help them if they're. So I mean, and as Spalding says, it's a beautifully orchestrated game. They're playing the game very well, but it's disgusting and it's savage. And is it? Is it just that I'm paying attention more? Is it just that it's in the news more? Or are things actually changing where it seems, I mean, at the risk of getting excited and getting hope for something that is non-existent, does it seem that we are taking China more seriously? It's, does it seem that way or no? Well, I, I really do hope so. I'm, I'm with you and hoping that we are. Um, I will give you one example, a perfect um, segue for me. I, this afternoon, just finished um, penning a new op-ed piece for publication at my Newsmax blog site, sent it to them, um, hoping it'll be up in the next uh, couple of days, weekend coming. It could be the beginning of next week, maybe. Um, But the article is about the Chinese offensive biological weapons program. And uh, what what, um, prompted me to write it was seeing at the homepage, the website of Congressman Mo Brooks, Republican from Alabama, um, that he had, uh, I guess, recently just met with um, the Chinese defector, Li Mengyan, Dr. Li Mengyan. And um, so Congressman uh, Mo Brooks uh, issued a press release about that and uh, then linked in the press release to a six-page paper um, of highlighted sort of bullet point notes uh, from Dr. Li Meng Yan um, uh, outlining the nature of the Chinese offensive biological weapons program. And I just thought, um, you know, this this is long overdue. Um, I hope that other congressional members, I mean, and, and I have to give credit, I, you know, I should give credit where credit is due. And, and that certainly would include senators like Senator Tom Cotton uh, of Arizona, I mean, of uh, Arkansas, um, you know, who's been on this topic for a long time, um, as well as some others. Um, uh, and uh, uh, certainly want to mention, you know, in the in the earlier administration of, of President Trump, uh, people like Peter Navarro, who pounded on this issue. Um, and so it's not just uh, uh, Congressman Mo Brooks, but uh, I, I mentioned him because it was it was his website that, that prompted me to write this article. And I think that we've come a long way from even, you know, months ago when, you know, the big tech social media giants, uh, Facebook and Twitter and et cetera, YouTube. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're censoring left and right anyone who so much as suggested, you know, that this SARS-CoV-2 um, came out of a laboratory. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. It's the bats. It's the pangolins. It's the civet cats. It's the any animal you choose to pick. Um, but no, 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 no. It never came out of a lab. And now that has shifted remarkably. Um, I give another tip of the half here uh, to Tom Fitton and uh, the team at Judicial Watch, which um, through the uh, FOIA application process, you know, Freedom of Information mm -hmm. Act, uh, requests um, was able to uh, were able to obtain hundreds and hundreds of emails um, from uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, who, as we know, um, is the uh, director of the National Institutes of Health, National Institutes of Allergies and Infectious Diseases at the NIH. Um, and who has, uh, for many years, close um, relationships with uh, the top levels of, of Ch the Chinese, um, shall we call it the public health system, uh, and many, many of their labs and their lab um, directors. So from those emails and from, from other things coming out now, um, the social media uh, tech giants have had to kind of take a bit of a step back and say, oh, well, also uh, even, even the Biden White House and say, oh, well, yes, perhaps there is some substance to uh, what they're calling now the lab leak theory, which at least is a step closer to acknowledging that Chinese labs have been involved um, in this coronavirus pandemic. So, yeah. We, we are making progress. It's, it's horribly slow. Um, but I think little by little, we're getting to the truth of the, of, of the whole matter. And that's just not to, not to beat the same dead horse. But man, if, that's, if that right there isn't your microcosm of why censorship is shit, is, you know, we, well, it was banned because, you know, before that we thought it was based in racism. But now we see it's true. Well, you, well no, because... By banning it, you you increase the amount of time it took for every kind of like everyone. It's just like we're all sifting through like silt for gold almost, and it's like you can have one guy in one riverbed in like 1849 California. This is a weird analogy. Bear with me. You can have one guy going. We're gonna sift here and sift only here because there's no truth over there, and it's like, and then six months later you go. Actually, there is some truth over there. Well, if you just let everyone sift. Eventually, everyone would find the fool's gold and the real gold, and that's just. But I've gone on that tangent a million times. Well, it's times. gaslighting, yeah. or, or or even more. Get to the old story about you know the man looking for his dropped keys under the, yeah. and uh, he's looking under the lamplight, and someone comes along and says, "What are you looking for? My keys? Well, where'd you drop them? Well, over there. Well, why are you looking here under the lamp? Because that's where the light is." Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, yeah. It, it's that. It's yeah, it's it's the Overton window. Um, but yeah, and then you can also see, you can kind of watch. Then again, I'm I always have to be aware of myself. I'm conspiracy minded, and I have to be aware of my biases. Was it last week 
the WHO, who is no pun intended, who is in the pocket of the CCP, came out and said that they think uh, this was about seven days ago. They said um, they think COVID actually originated in a woman in France in like in like September 2019, and then. This morning, well, at least that's when I saw it. This morning, the newest one says is uh, the CCP is claiming that COVID actually was released from ice due to global warming. But what they're doing, and again, a brilliant, I know, again, a brilliant game, though. What they're doing is Keep they're, trying. they're Keep moving trying. the origin. Yeah. It's, um, um, the, the, the problem for the WHO and the CCP um, is that uh, brave um, experts, you know, virologists, uh, medical doctors with credentials and PhDs and um, degrees from top medical universities in China, like Dr. Li Mengyan, um, continue to, to speak out uh, and, and, and to write and to publish. Um, and it seems like a drip, 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 but it's adding up. It's adding up and people are beginning to realize there's there's more to this. So um, many thanks to Dr. Lee Meng Yen, as well as to uh, Congressman Mo Brooks, um, you know, who, who, who has published all of this at his uh, congressional website, um, representative from Alabama again. Has, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, is that the same defector, the one that went to the DIA? Is that the same... Chinese no, defector. no, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, there's no certainty at all that there ever was such a defector that went to the DIA. Uh, it's very murky. Um, I, I can't say that I actually know uh, what has gone on. I don't. Uh, but I do know that all of this is surrounded in a whole bunch of uh, misdirection, misinformation, disinformation. And um, at the moment, we're just going to have to say uh, pause we don't even know if there ever was such a defector in Europe, uh, Western Europe, as was earlier claimed, and or uh, to DIA. No, Dr. Li Meng Yen uh, defected uh, last year in April of 2020, and she fled Hong Kong, where she'd been working at a WHO lab, actually, uh, at the University of Hong Kong. But once um, she had begun speaking out about the things she was seeing in her own research, and, and, and they had assigned her to do the research uh, about, about the coronavirus, and when she realized what she was finding and, and, and started to sound the alarm, she was, she was warned, uh, if you don't stop talking about that, you could be disappeared. Jesus well, it eventually got to the point where she realized she had to get out. And so she fled Hong Kong uh, last April 2020, came to the United States and has been in uh, hiding um, and protected uh, ever since uh, that time uh, with an asylum um, claim uh, petition pending. Um, yeah, because it, it just kind of dawned on me the other day. I was like... I was like, wait, what happened to the DIA defector? It really was just a perfect example of like, you know, the mind's eye of the public. It's here and it's gone. It's here. and Yeah. yeah. If he ever, if he didn't exist, could that just been, uh, I guess, a charade to uh, justify some sort of parallel construction? Or was it not that at all? Or is it really just, is it smoke and mirrors? And is that par for the course for the intelligence community? Just have to say, I don't know right now. Blink twice. 
blink twice, Claire. Does that? Does that? Man, that's sexy. Do you what? miss? Do you miss the CIA? No. No. No, not at no. all. All right. No, I was just saying the the misdirection and stuff arises. Oh, that sort of thing. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, this is what the CCP does, and it's MSS, Ministry of State Security. Um, this is what they do, and they're experts at it. Yeah. No, I was I was saying like the DIA, and is it missing for? I was saying that whole thing is sexy. It's just when you see. Well, we stuff. don't know. Yeah. I mean, we simply do not know, and I think have to sort of reserve judgment uh, until or unless if ever th- there's more information about that well, but but suffice to say that there's enough doubt about it right now that we can't even speak with any certainty to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean what do you think about um i don't know if you follow it at all and again i i love this this lowbrow stuff um I think it's under a day now. Isn't John McAfee's supposed dead man switch supposed to go off? Or is that just, uh, is that for the simple, simpleton? No like idea. Is, is that the simple? Really no like idea. I've, I've, I've seen some of that stuff. I, I, I tend to hit the delete button rather quickly. <laughs> Not me. I'm like, Oh yes, here we go. Um, so we, we kind of touched on it last time and Joe Kent went into this about how there is no uh, precedent for it. So at the Maricopa County audit, in which there's, what, something like 74,000 votes, um, and now I think they're going into Fulton, but they're, I didn't know, they're going into Fulton, I guess there's a Fulton County in Pennsylvania as well? No, Fulton County is Georgia. Well, yeah, I'm, I lived in and, Georgia. And then they're also uh, looking at perhaps, uh, well, they've, they, they've, they want to open a forensic audit in three counties of Pennsylvania, okay. but last I heard, at least two of them have refused to participate. Um, we're also, you know, waiting for the final report out of Maricopa County in Arizona, where just as you say, um, uh, not everything has has been revealed yet of, of that audit, but uh, this number did come out that something like 74,000 uh, ballots were received uh, that have no record of having ever been mailed out in the first place. So there's more to come. That final report is not done. It's not out. And that's all pending. But meanwhile, it does look like a number of other counties, if not states, in places like Pennsylvania, like Georgia, maybe Wisconsin, um, maybe Michigan, um, you know, are, are looking to move forward with, with an audit of their own. Why is it that they're denying it? They're denying access to it. Well, I mean, we don't know for sure, but, um, you know, if, if, if you or I had nothing to hide, we'd say, yeah, here, open the books, come take a look, wouldn't we? Prove us, prove us innocent. Yeah. It, it, here I, we go. Here you are. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this should be like standard operating procedure for every election. It doesn't matter who wins. Audit it all. Maybe Biden won by more than we think. Well, it's a very tedious and an expensive process, okay. um, which is why you see it you know uh happening in in places that that are contested uh and where there are credible allegations at least of of cheating and fraud as as in these places Mm -hmm. yeah and as joe kent said he was like and the thing is he's like let's say they do audits in all these places let's say they find out it was enough to bump trump over into the these swing states he was like, that doesn't just mean that he waltzes into the White House. He was like, no, it does not. He was like, we are no. in open waters. We are in uncharted territories constitutionally. Yeah. Um, 
I, I was listening to a legal expert actually speaking yesterday, um, and uh, or I, I guess I, I guess I actually posed the question. It was a it was a uh, a webinar kind of a format thing, and I I posed the question um, just as you just did. What if uh, after these forensic audits are all done, um, any of them shows that that particular county or even that state, um, you know was wrongly certified for uh, Joe Biden and should have been certified for Donald Trump, uh, is there or what is um, the, the, the legal um, constitutional remedy? And the answer I got back is there isn't any. Yeah. There isn't anything uh, in the legal code or in the Constitution that addresses such a situation. And as you say, we've never been here before. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, right. I mean, it's like those really like test bed planes in like the fifties, the X fifteen. It's like, what happens if we go above a hundred thousand feet and Mach seven? And it was like, we don't know. <laughs> Let it rip. Put the helmet on. Like, let's see what happens. Maybe we'll explode. Maybe we won't. We, yeah. But at the same, and as someone who is, I mean, I have like negative legal intelligence or experience. I mean, it's that's truly a black hole to me. But from my simpleton point of view isn't that don't all it's kind of like chicken and the egg don't all precedents have a there was a point where they didn't exist and that's became the precedent well i mean the, the the thing is that for our election procedures we go to the constitution okay. and the laws derived from it article six the u.s constitution shall be the supreme law of the land uh, and the laws derived from it well there isn't anything in the U.S. Constitution or the laws derived from it to address a situation in which a state or multiple states wrongly certified a presidential election. It's never happened before. Yeah. So what, like, what the hell is that? Do, you, do they infer or can you not infer? Is that not something no, that can be? No, not even. No, there, there just there isn't anything. I mean. Open water, uncharted territory. We're we're we, in it. We or really... would be in it. Were, were such a conclusion to be reached? Well, that's fascinating. I I assumed there was some mechanism. No, we're just we're just walking on out with the blindfold, just with the the blind man's cane. I I, I don't expect the founding fathers ever expected such a thing. I, Could would possibly happen. I mean, I, yeah, they. I mean. Nor could they have predicted satellites or smartphones. I mean, yeah, we're uh, we're we're going off into the edge here, but um, yeah, I've thought about that a lot. Is I mean, you got to imagine someone somewhere has got to be looking at it like, you know, is this America doesn't exist in a vacuum. This isn't some. This isn't a computer simulation where we can just tweak things. Like, let's say I'm Boeing and I'm I have a new CAD model of a new plane, and it's like, let's see what happens if. Uh, birds go through the left window and the right wing gets hit by lightning where you can just destroy but but it, when it's not real planes that you you only have so many test beds when it's just a digital model you can just play with everything let's see what happens let's see what happens if a volcano appears it doesn't matter it's not real but we don't exist in a vacuum we don't exist in a simulation there are exterior threats that would very much for, like for us to be in some sort of crisis or uh no one half the country not having faith and then let's say we just chart into some new territory. Let's say the Supreme Court rules, hey, Trump is now the president again. And then do you have half the country, rightfully so, saying, well, what is that based on? That's not in the Constitution. And now they have a legitimate argument. So it's like 
it seems like this perfect storm of like, you know, someone stole it and then someone rightfully exposed it was stolen. But then the law that came from that, the other side can now rightfully say, well, that shouldn't have happened. And it kind of turns into this whole, I mean, is it, it's, it's something that anyone outside the United States would be frothing at the mouth for. And it's, I don't know. We're in a mess. We're in a mess. And yeah, I mean, you know, both both our friends and our enemies are watching all of this um, with fixed attention. Um, but in particular, I would say uh, that the Chinese Communist Party um, has done perhaps the best job of analyzing the American psyche or psychology and figuring out uh, how to best infiltrate and influence um, and mess us up, send us, you know, spiraling into chaos. And believe me, the CCP absolutely had plenty to do um, with interference in our electoral process, even if you're only talking about uh, the United Work, uh, United Front Work Department and influence operations over social media, um, backing support and funding for Antifa, Black Lives Matter movement, those sorts of things. Um, and uh, yeah, not so much frothing at the mouth, but maybe more like licking their chops. Huh? Sure, yeah. Twiddling the snidely whiplash, twiddling the mustache. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it can be like deflected in a way that it's like, hey, what if we say this was China that did it? Do you think like the, I guess... The political well, no, I mean, the, the evidence that, that emerges from these forensic audit, uh, audits has to be really tight, empirical, yeah. irrefutable. And, and from my understanding, um, you know, Arizona has gone to great lengths to, to make sure that, that their audit um, is absolutely uh, tight, secure, uh, transparent, the cameras in the room, the multiple observers, the, the security measures taken for the physical ballots and the physical hardware, by the way, which some of which, uh, of which they're still waiting for, even though a uh, formal subpoena has been issued and um, uh, ruled uh, uh, legitimate that they have to turn over hardware like tabulators and, uh, and servers. Um, but, but that all of that and the process surrounding it is totally tight. So um, they they have to. And, and, and remember that something like, I think it's nine at last count, um, states sent their representatives to Arizona to, to oh, yeah. observe how they were doing that forensic audit in Arizona to bring that knowledge uh, back to their home states uh, as they decide whether, you know, they'll open a forensic audit uh, in, in those counties or states too. So I've got you for like five more minutes. I did, oh boy! I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did want to. Do you got to go? I can let you go. No, no, no. All right, uh, all right, ask all right. me. Ask all right. Me. Um. So, <clears throat> you know, we've talked about this before, and obviously, I'm not a legal scholar. So, although the touted defense is often, well, it's section. You know, they're a, they're a private company, and then people on the right say Section 230. I don't understand it, so I'm not going to try to claim that I can argue it. Um. But it's always kind of been along the lines of, is it Section 230? Is it not? Is it fuzzy? Is it not? Sure. And we kind of get caught up in the semantics of it. Is it a private company? It is a private company. But it's always been, it's ultimately, it's a private company. And that's something that 
as a freedom loving well, well, American. Think of it. Think of it like this. I, let, let me simplify sure. it for you, R- real quick. Um, the big tech companies, and we're talking about you know Facebook and YouTube and Twitter yeah. and uh, etc. Right? They want to have their cake and eat it too. In mm-hmm. simplest terms, that's what it is. Yeah. They want to be legally defined um, as a uh, a mere um, transmitter of other people's uh, pieces and opinions and viewpoints. And all they do is provide the technical means for that to be transmitted. But at the same time, they want to be protected legally uh, from any kind of, of a lawsuit mm-hmm. Um you know, that, 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 that would hold them accountable for that content. But at the same time, they are censoring and editing the content. You see what I mean? So they want to, they want to have it both ways. And up until now, they've kind of skated along, but I think those days are rapidly uh, reaching their close. Yeah. It'd be like if I claimed that I was just a platform and I just for whatever reason, let's say I was just live on this podcast 24 7, 365, and anyone, and I claim that anyone can walk on and say their viewpoint. And uh, because of that, I can't be held accountable. But it's like, Tommy, you're very clearly telling these people they can't come on your podcast. You're saying yeah. these people can, and you're editing exactly. out these parts, and you're, okay, I get it. That's exactly it. Yep. Now I say all that to say the entire thing kind, kind of seems to be sidestepped with the White House saying that. They're working with Facebook and oh, that is a that 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 really um, I don't know if that was a slip up. I don't know. We're talking about, of course, the comment by uh, Jen uh, Saki, the White House spokesperson about, I don't know, a few days ago uh, in which she openly declared that the White House is working with Facebook on flagging uh, posts at the White House. Uh, finds uh, objectionable in some way or that they would label as um, inaccurate, but that's their point of view. Um, But by claiming that openly from the White House podium, she mired the White House deep, deep into uh, this debate and, and implicated the White House in a violation of the First Amendment, Mm -hmm. which is to say um, government, direct government involvement in the censorship of free speech. No longer fig leaf of just, well, it's Facebook, it's these, um, you know, uh, commercial platforms doing it. And we, we don't have, no, that's gone. The fig leaf is gone. <laughs> yeah. And she dropped it. Yeah. So fascinating. We'll have to watch where that goes. But that just totally, you know, opens up the legal uh, arena um, for lawsuits based on violation of the First Amendment. Even some of my liberal friends who I always text them when I get banned, I'm like, they banned me for this, man. They're like, it's a private company. I'm like, you're just saying that because you like what's going on. They were saying, the friends I texted about that, I was like, what do you think about this? And they're like, yeah, that's no bueno. Crossing a line, you can't a big that. time crossing the line. I think the ACLU <laughs> came out and said something against it. Amazing. Which is insane. But, um, they must have gone and reread their mission statement. Perhaps. Perhaps. With that, the great and beautiful patriotic Claire Lopez. Always a pleasure. Thank you for being on. Thank you, Tommy. I know great you've got to be some with stuff you. to do, so I will let you go. And I hopefully we'll see you next Thursday. I will see you next week. Yes. All, All right. right. Thank you so have much. A good one. God bless Till America. Then. Stay safe. Travel safe. Stay safe, Thank everybody. You. Thank you for being here.
Thank you. Peace out. Recording stopped.